going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Man, the week is almost done. Soon I'll be enjoying Final Four and WrestleMania festivities. NXT TakeOver kicks it all off tomorrow night, Friday night. For those not in the know, that's like the the minor leagues for the WWE. But it's been kicking the major leagues, but their shows are phenomenal. Really looking forward to the championship match between Gargano and Adam Cole. As well as the match, there's this one guy who used to be an MMA fighter named Matt Riddle. And his gimmick is, bro, <laughs> like, hey, guys. <laughs> and he's not a it's not a put-on. He really is this kind of like Colorado bro, man. Like, just chill out, bro. And, yeah. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. He's facing the Velveteen Dream, sort of based off of, it's almost like a Prince-like character. And they're all great in the ring. I'm looking forward to it. Auburn. I'm hoping they get to the championship game. A lot of fun. A lot of fun this weekend to be had. But for now, it's still only Thursday. And tonight, as he has been joining me quite often, Southern Woods sits across the desk from me. But we're going to hopefully go back to a format that we've done a few times here, Southern Wood, where I asked you, I tasked you Mm -hmm. to come up with questions for me. I said, you know, if you want me in the hot seat, you got me tonight. Mm -hmm. So if you come up with something... Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't didn't know you were bringing me in yet. I was letting you get through your rambling like you always do. I mean, it takes you forever to say hello. I mean, I would just say, hey, how y'all doing? It's called drama. (laughs) I get it. No, I tell you, it's, it's hard for me to even concentrate right now. I really am. I am so stoked. Stoke. I'll say this before we get started tonight. I am an odd person. I don't know that you picked up on that yet. Oh, I have. But I'm I'm an extremely odd person in that basketball is my favorite sport. Okay. And Auburn is my favorite team. You have no idea how pumped up I am. Sad Sunday, I, I was not able to watch the game live. I had to, I was in my vehicle. Mm-hmm. I had to pull over on the side of the road because I was beating on my steering wheel so hard and I was so emotional about the game. I said, I'm going to have a wreck. <laughs> and so I had to pull over and stop and listen to the end of the game and then the, the entire overtime. And anybody that lives in Old Cloverdale, if you saw a guy with a big shaggy beard running around his truck, 
singing the uh, Auburn fight song and <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs. I was not having a seizure. I was not freaking out. I was just simply listening to the game. I am so... I mean, I cried. Right. I mean, that's how emotional I get about Auburn basketball. It was a fantastic game. I have to say, I'm... I had I'm, the exact same feeling that I had when we won the national championship in football, just making it yeah. to oh, the Final Four. That was glorious. That was my senior year at Auburn with Cam Newton. That was unreal. Yeah, I mean, so, anyhow... Anyhow, that you, being said, you have a, a question. Prepared. We've done this deal, and you have allowed me, and you, and this is is worked really good. And I mean, I could ask you a question that I've already asked you before. I don't like repeating myself, right? And you do like long winded stories. Yes, I am a big fan. I'm big into long winded stories. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of long winded stories, and I'm great at it. Or at least I think I'm great at it. But you know, we could do any of the other questions that we've gone through before, and it would be just a wonderful show. Sure. And, you know, somebody's out there listening that hadn't heard it, and I don't, that part of radio, I can't get in touch with, you know, the repeating stories over and over. Sure, but you always have new people but coming I, in now. Yeah, and, but I, I try to, you know, I pay attention to the point I want to ask Something new. I would like new in a different direction instead of just because I mean, it's easy to just it's like a crutch. Wait, let's do this show again. And you go back through it, and it's because I mean, all your shows are wonderful. And so, I mean, we could just go back and I could just, you know, we can mail it in, I think is what it's Mm -hmm. called. But the one question that I have been holding back because oh, we we started this. I don't know. It was what six or eight months ago. Yeah, yeah. And like once a week, I would come in and I would ask a, a, a difficult question. You know, we, about you know your family life, your mother, your uh, uh, your favorite job, which is you know. Uh, the person that meant the most to you in your life. We talked about the, how what are emotions like for animals as opposed to human beings. Where do we get our conscience yeah, and moral I mean, sense? Yeah, been yeah. all over the place with with some different things that you know sometimes got somewhat deep and sometimes got somewhat silly. But I've I've got a, the deep question that I've been holding back and I've never asked you before. All right. And I don't know, I mean, maybe I'll just ask it open-ended and then let me do the follow-ups on it. All right. Your feelings on abortion. My feelings on abortion. Straight up, straight up, start there and let me direct it from there. Well, I would say starting at the very beginning. I think at conception it is a human being. It's not just a clump of cells in the sense that once there is an egg and it is in the right environment, it will develop into a human being. Um, So I I think sometimes the question of is it life at conception or not, I would want to remove that off the table and say it is life at conception. Now, we make all sorts of rules in society for when people can dispense with life. And you know what? I have I've had a difficult time with this question. 
I have to say, the older I get, and the more I think about the prospect of having children, the idea of abortion becomes more and more, oh, the word is abhorrent to me. So in a sense, you could say I'm pro-life. But then when I get down to it, and you ask about my political beliefs, it's like, for instance, should Plan B be allowed to be sold in stores? And I would say, yeah, it should be. Is that like, it, Plan B, is that the morning after pill yes. deal you're talking about? Right. Okay. And I'm not going to interrupt. I just, right. I'm just for clarity. I'm asking that question. I would say I'll that back right that. now, and I am open to being convinced and having my mind changed. Right now, uh, the current, I think, tenuous, uh, uncomfortable compromise that's going on, um, but it's actually where a lot of people have met. Is it about? And I know it's being tested now. We can get into that, but where it's about 20, 21 weeks. And that's around your cutoff date. I don't like the idea of late-term abortions unless it is, like, straight up. You have to make a choice, the mother or the child, which is a rare choice. Very rare choice. Uh, even almost, you can go and it's not existent in some careers. Uh, but that's a very rare choice. Um, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of abortion. But the legal question of it... Uh, I would want it pushed back as early as possible. Okay, and and I'm not I'm not getting. See, I'm going deeper than the legal side of it. I know what's legal. I know what can and can't be done, and I know that the law can be manipulated a little bit. I'm talking morally. Morally, okay. Um, there's an interesting argument that I am partial to, and I've learned this argument via a lot of libertarian women I've met online over the years. And it was actually at first advanced by an older libertarian scholar. And it's a, it's a fairly, uh, you don't hear this idea a lot, uh, but in a crude phrase, what they called it is evictionism. Um, it's the idea of you can, the mother at any time can evict uh, a child. That it is a life. They hold that same position as I do. At conception, it's human life. But you're talking about a human life and a woman's body. And at any point, the mother can can evict the child from her, saying, I don't want to continue this process any longer. They have all sorts of interesting add-ons to that, though. And this is where it would get complicated with technology, but the idea is they could go, I don't want to carry the child to term anymore. That would have to be clearly announced in some way. And essentially what's happening is you're getting rid of guardianship rights. So if you're so far along and you evict and somebody else comes along, maybe it's the hospital, maybe it's another family, the idea is they could come along and say, we want to take care of the kid. Okay. All right. Let me break in right here. All right. When you started with we as a society have decided different ways to dispense with life. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you're talking about death penalty and different things. Self-defense. Yeah, yeah, self-defense. I mean, there's different ways that, that we, we have decided is moral to dispense with life. Yes. In the case of abortion, when the woman goes in and decides to dispense with that life, mm -hmm. okay, whether it be the morning after pill 
or wherever it is yeah. and to, to try to get it down within how many weeks you can and cannot do it you're you're killing a human you've already i mean that's your your own words is is you think it's a human being at the time of conception not a fully developed one but it's human life but it is a a life form because it's a, it's a right. cell this this growing and multiplying right. it's not anything else it's not like it's going to develop into a fish no a it's, it, i mean it's just like i mean a tree i mean the second the seed right. is is made i mean it that's turns. why i find that that whole debate over life at conception a little annoying because it's obviously human life at conception and you and you say that you're I'm, I'm guessing you say you're okay with eviction, or you entertain the thought of eviction. I'm, I like and the justify idea. saying I, you can have an abortion by evicting something right. from your body. Yes. Okay. Why then? What is the cutoff date? When can you evict something? Can Can you have a child, and when it's three months old, can you evict it from your house and say? I'm tired of this child. I believe you can do that now. You can give up your guardianship rights and give up your kid for and adoption. Yeah, chop it up and throw it in the no, dumpster. No, 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 no. That's and that's a distinction I want to make. No, and that's what the eviction folks are. The, the theory they propose is not necessarily killing a child, especially if a child is far enough along in development in the womb, or obviously like a three-year-old, it, it can sustain itself outside of that in a crude way, incubator outside of the womb, and you evict, then no, that would be murder. Well, what about, and I know you you agree with no late term, but what, I mean, how do we find out the date? You know, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. you were not sustainable at 25 weeks. Right. I mean, you you there was no chance you were going to live. Now, we have records of people or you know children living the technology's come far enough that that's now a a reality so so now you're saying 35 years ago yes you could kill a 27 week baby in the womb but now since our technology has gotten better now you can only kill that baby up to 21 weeks. Is that right? You could evict. And if you have the technology to save the child. See, Joey, you're falling into that dadgum trap of people changing the meanings of words to make it more palatable when you're making an argument for something. Mm -hmm. You say, oh, I'm not having an abortion. I'm not murdering the child that is growing in my womb. I'm evicting an unwanted guest yes. inside my body. Yeah. You are changing the meanings of words. That's you are yeah, okay. Yeah, you are technically evicting right. a child in your womb, but, but you're also murdering a living but eviction, human being. But I'm not changing the meaning of words because eviction doesn't always mean death. See what I mean? Especially now that technology's come a long way to where the child at a younger and earlier point in development can be saved okay. and cared for by somebody else who wants to. So so you're saying that you're all in favor of them inducing delivery well, and also we're at getting, 21 weeks and yeah. bringing this, this 
young, premature child into the world, keep it alive, and let someone else raise it. That's what you're arguing? Well, an evictionism is a legal understanding, too. We need to get back to the moral. Like, if I was making, if I had a say in the matter, again, the legal gets intertwined with the moral. But if I had a say in the matter, um, somebody became pregnant, I would want them to keep the child, and I would take it as a major, probably the most important responsibility in my life. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. That leads into the next question I had. You get, you know, you have a girlfriend. Let's say Joey and mm. Susie Smith are boyfriend and girlfriend. What a and boring gets, name, Susie. Well, you know, you have to protect the innocent. Oh, Susie. So uh, cute. But y'all are, you know, together and y'all are intimate with one another on a regular basis. And she comes to you one day and says, Joey, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I'm going to go have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I need $350. And you say, no, Susie Smith, I do not, I don't, I don't want you to have an abortion. Should you, as the father of that being that has been created inside her body, have any right to tell her what she can and cannot do with the, the being inside her? The human, the human being, being, yeah. the inside human her, being inside her. Yeah. If she wants to evict it, should you have any say in that as the male? Because, I mean, I, Dr. Four is going to put his, his biology code on here. If y'all don't know how it works, two right. you know, single cells, they come together, they form a complete cell. And and that's where you know you you get the little twist and and all your stuff and then the cell multiplies and and it's it's half Joey and half Susie Smith mm-hmm. that initial cell it forms a zygote zygote grows into an embryo right. embryo grows into a fetus and right. so forth and so on. Do you half of that child that Susie Smith is going to evict? Right. Even if she uses the morning after pill, mm-hmm. half of that child is yours. Do you have any say in that, Joey? I don't think I have a right to say that she must continue using, must continue the process because the issue here is both. It is both. That is the issue. I don't have a right to tell her what to do in that regard, no. Why not? Because I. She had the right to tell you, don't have sex with me. Do not have sex with me. And it's for the same reason. Because I'm fertile right now. I mean, even if if you're you're good with doing that, she had the right to say, no, not right now. Use protection or to protect herself. She had the right to begin with. Why should that human being that was formed at that instant have to pay the price of never, ever living... Because she decides, ah, I don't want stretch marks. I don't, eh, well, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, it's not as. I, it, yeah. But, you know, I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want the hassle. I don't want to go through the trouble. But it, you know what? It actually does come down to that. There are right. thousands of people that are dying, dying to have children. Yes. Can't have children. Yes. And would adopt that child, I mean, at the drop of a uh, hat. I mean, Thousands of well, people. And let me add in to that point, because there are a lot of people who can't conceive, who can't have children for whatever reason. 
that legal model of evictionism would say that people could actually come in and say, if you carry the child to term, we'll actually pay cost plus some. Which I know is not fitting with our current legal regime. The idea would be we want a kid so much and we know it's a burden for you to carry to term. We will pay you for any of those costs and plus some for your guardianship rights. The kid is not the property here. What the case is is uh, guardianship rights is what you would be paying for. And that's fine with me. Right. Yeah, evict them at a time that they're sustainable. But it goes, I mean, it goes back to... But to answer your question you brought up earlier, do I have a a right because it is, I mean, it takes two to tango in this regard. Um, I think for the same reason she can say, no, I don't want to have sex with you. I think she has sovereignty over her body. And that's where it gets complicated. And I think we, that sounds like, a, it's a shame, me just saying that, that it's become almost a bumper sticker, and while people say, it's my body, my right, you also get the other phrase, it's just a clump of cells. I'm like, no, it's not just a clump of cells. So it's a incredibly, I think, uh, the way the politics has belittled one side or the other and the dilemma is is that women because they are human beings have sovereign right over their body yeah but it, it, it to me to me this is men do and, men and this, don't get pregnant and look hey i'm a man talking about this i right. cannot understand this from a woman's perspective i understand that and right. i'm i'm i am absolutely dogmatic about them few things few things am i dogmatic about this is one of them probably the only one that i make just 100 percent dogmatic about but the to me and we'll even take off the table rape incest molestation things like that take that i'll say okay fine if, if you want to murder those babies, which I still do not approve of, right. it's not the baby's fault. You're but right. yeah. but I, I take that off the table. This is just two willing participants engaging in an activity mm-hmm. that you know good and well could lead to. I mean, even if you're on the pill, if you're on birth control. My mother was on birth control when I was conceived. Ooh. I should not be here. You beat the odds. Hey. <laughs> and we're all that, better off for it. That little boy can swim, I'm telling you, Jack. <laughs> I mean, he was apparently <sighs> strong. Well, let me let me flesh up, because, again, this gets this mixes the moral and the, the political, because when you talk about right, we're not just talking morality. We're talking about a political decision when is the force of law allowed. What is the controlling factor in this regard? But the evictionist school, they actually use an analogy. Because you could say, you invited somebody in. And they actually use that analogy. They say, imagine it's an incredibly stormy night, or you're up north and it's a blizzard, and somebody knocks at your door and you invite them in. You say, yeah, you can stay. And then at a certain point, that person who owns the house, who gave the invitation, said you can come in. You know, maybe it's a week or two. Maybe it's a month. And this person starts to have, you know, I I don't think I can 
help you here anymore. And I know it's still storming outside, but you got to go. Now, I think that person has every right to say, even though they invited them in initially, that person has every right to go, yeah, you can, you got to go. It's their property in a way. But is it moral? I would say, you know, it's probably immoral if you invite somebody and take them in in the storm and then you kick them back out in the storm for whatever reason. Though you have the right to do that, it's probably an immoral decision to make. See, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't dig that, Joey. I, I, that, to me, sounds more allegorical to rape is when you say no. No, that would be somebody you know, breaks into your home. Well, then you would obviously have the right. Date to go rape and get is out. not no date rape is not the same as just being forced. It's like, oh yeah, you gave me a kiss. What you're describing is we went out on a date. You kissed me last night, and you let me rub on you a little bit, and then now let's go all the way. And you say, no, I'm not willing to go that far. And you say, well, no, you let me kiss you. You let me rub on you. That's the story I'm hearing you describe no, no, about the, you the, inviting them. You invited them in your house. Well, no, no. The person being invited in is the human being developing the child. Oh no, no I, I, that's that's stupid. You don't. And uh, uh-uh. how is the child harming the person carrying the child? But that's not how are the, they being an inconvenience? I mean, that's that's part of freaking life, man. We have lost that in this country. Well, I'm not a especially. woman. I've never been pregnant. It, well, yeah. I mean, your body changes. I mean, things happen right. to you. I mean, it is uh, a life-altering experience, especially the first time. I mean, it really is. It changes the biology. It changes everything about the woman's uh, physical body. Things happen. But that's part of life, dude. And to say, well, no, you know, I don't want to do that. And to to kick the child out and kill the child, who's talking on behalf of the child? And why does the the paternal side, the the father figure, what if the what if on in order to get an abortion, the father had to sign off on it? And if he said, yep, if she wants to evict it, let her evict it at nine months. And when she evicts it, I will take it, and right. I will raise it as my own. What about that? I'm all for that, but I, I guess but I'm, I'm trying to formulate. But you're still all for that the woman. At I'm trying to formulate. Under 21 the, weeks can to, kick it out of her body. I'm and trying say, to put Here. the point in a question. Does another human being have the right to use another? Does a human being have a right to use another human being's body to live? Yes. It absolutely does. Joey, I mean, damn. Uh, in, in any other scenario, when is that true? It is true in everything animal in the world. Oh, every mammal. Yes. Every mammal, there is a baby born of some form, whether it's a puppy yes. or a kitten or a little baby fox. They are 100% dependent, not only inside the womb, but even after they protrude from the womb. Mm -hmm. They're still 100%. A little duck hatches out of a shell, 100% dependent on that little duck's mother until a certain point. 
just as we are. Yes, we're dependent. We're tied by our belly button to our mothers until we're born. But even at the time of birth, we're not sustainable, not self-sustainable. We still have to have that. And now, yes, we've got doctors and this and that. And But if you go back, think way back prehistorically, Women just had children. But people and would recognize you can give up. Once the child's born, people do recognize that you say, I don't want to help sustain this child. I'm giving it up absolutely for Absolutely, 100%. Get it out. Give it to somebody else that wants the child. 100%. That's what should be happening. And those are considered guardianship rights. Like, I am taking on this 100 responsibility in order to help sustain this person. But you have, at any point, uh, now there are certain ways to go about this, and this is, I think, uh, the difficult question, is does a human being have a right to use another human being's body to live? And that's... that's, The way we started this is I am... I'll be honest, I, this question, thank you for asking it, number one, but this question makes me uncomfortable because I've heard the arguments from all sorts of different angles. And like I said earlier, the older I get, and the more I think about having my own children, if I'm talking about on Joey's personal moral basis, it uh, horrifies me in a way, the idea of abortion. And if somebody, you know, ideally, the, the situation should be you want to have children and you conceive and you have the child but say it wasn't planned i personally would see it as a responsibility it wouldn't be where i wanted to go with it but um legally speaking i think it's uh it's more complicated Oh, it's, it's super complicated legally. Super complicated. And there's nothing we can do. Alabama's passing this, this law saying that right. abortion is completely illegal in the state of Alabama other than the, the life of the mother. Yeah, fine. Go on, do that. Get your get your red meat, uh, you know. Well, they want to test it in court. And and that's, that's fine. Go on and do that. It ain't going to work because, I mean, legally it can happen. So, I mean, that's, you know, good job, legislature. Give us 10 more cents on the gas tax and do it again is what they're doing with that. Legally, I don't know what we can do about it. I'm just morally, what should we do about it? Well, I think you and I agree more than you think. You can change, moral basis. You can yeah. change the world without a law. Yes, yes, you can. That's actually what I've always come down to on this issue is that, uh, well, it's how I am on all sorts of issues, and you could attest to this, that I tend to think things can be fixed in society without passing laws or whatnot, but you got to get your laws, your basic rights straight in the first place, and it's not always easy to uh, think through, and especially when it's so uh, emotionally charged, but thank you for asking that question. I agree. we got to hit this break. We'll be right back. Joey Clark. 
Well, I thought I was going to have it easy. Just ease on in, cruise on in into WrestleMania weekend and Final Four talk. But I put out the call, the Southern Wood here. I said, you can ask me anything you like. You can put me in the hot seat and... Sometimes you get what you ask for, Joey. Yep, and I what's the, What's the old, the old, it's not in the book of the right. Bible, but the old proverb, be careful what you pray for, you just might get it. Right. Well, and you know, an interesting thing, if you look at some of the religious history, they, they're used to, you can go like to Aquinas in the Middle Ages or whatnot, they used to talk about a process of ensoulment. And boys and girls, ensoulment means you would have your soul come in to be, be animated. And boys and girls had ensoulment periods at different points, like three months or six months. And so under old religious regimes, abortion would have been allowed. Um, and it is, I, when I look at abortion um, from a historical perspective, I was just mentioning this to you off air. Uh, yes, pregnancy and you know mammals giving birth is a very natural um, but throughout human history, there and I'm not saying it's right, there's a lot of uh, child sacrifice. Sure. Well, and sometimes, you know, we look at it horrified, but if you think back to, say, biblical times... Yeah. I mean, um, that's what... It, I mean, Molech, I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, and, and God was furious well, at those people that, that worship, you know, you, they cause, because they burned their children mm-hmm. in the fire. Right. They sacrificed them at the Asherah's poles. I mean, that was... I mean, well, and if you, but if you look at it in practical terms, you can barely feed yourself. I mean, this is some stuff I had to read about in college about very poor parts of Brazil, um, where the women were not happy about the decision. They just knew they that the baby they just birth, they didn't have food to feed it. They already have ten kids. They literally don't have the means. So what they would do is like set up shrines and oh, let the child die. I mean, you're talking about horrible realities, folks, throughout human history. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, even the children of Israel were under siege. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the nation of Israel, not Judah, but of Israel, when they were under siege, that's what it said. It said that the, the people were eating their children. Right. Because they had seized the, the, you know, the walls of the city, and they, I mean, they could not get goods in or out, and they were starving to death. So, yeah, I mean, that's, but that's completely different than what we're talking about. But And I think the modern understanding of this does come from our basic political ideas, that we believe in individual rights and sovereignty. And out of that, you get the women's movement that started to make these claims and these points, based in part by that. I think, and I said this earlier, I think sometimes our discussions, say, on cable news and often on radio, aren't as... Uh, aren't as quiet and toned down as what we've been trying to do tonight. Um, That's, you know, the ugliness of it. Politics makes everything ugly, in my opinion, but to take something like this and boil it down to bumper stickers and slogans. Yeah, no, you can't. It is is much deeper. It's not just no, say no. It's, 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 It's more complicated than that. But we have two women... On the well, phone, you said I've and never let's... heard from Jennifer here. She, you said she has some Hello, boy. Howdy! Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for calling. Hi. Here's a bumper sticker for you: responsibility. <clears throat> you have a responsibility to a child you created. So if you go out of your way and create a child, 
you have a responsibility to that child. I grew up in South Alabama. Okay, I'm an Atmore girl. We didn't have no Planned Parenthood down there. We had the county satellite office. And you go down to the county satellite office, and nobody asked any questions. There was no foo-for-all. There was no la-di-da. I mean, I'm in the middle of the Bibliest belt there is. Mm-hmm. And I came out with my little pills that I take once a month because I had one of those periods, and that was why I was getting on the pill was because my period. Mm-hmm. And enough condoms to take care of a National Guard's weekend off. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yes, ma'am. I hadn't even had a boyfriend yet. Okay. So, no girl anywhere has as an excuse if me, little old Jennifer, in the middle of the Bibleiest belt that ever existed, okay, had access to birth control. You know when you decide to get busy with another human being, that there is a chance you're going to create a baby. You decided upon this activity. You know where it can lead. And if you make a baby, you have a responsibility to that baby. And it is a baby from the moment of conception because either we're all human at the beginning of life or none of us are human. You can call it a bundle of cells if you want to. Guess what? Me and you are a bundle of cells. Yes, ma'am. Everything in your body is made of cells. And, and that's and, where I, w- I would agree with you. And and I'm not saying that just because conception happens that you are you should be forced to for the rest of your life have to quit high school and not go to no. college and do anything. Just get the child to a point get where someone born, else can take like care of it. That wants it that's to right. raise it. Sure, and the scenario okay. you you mentioned earlier. So you would leave? Would you leave the exceptions for say rape? That's less than one percent of the abortions going on. But that one, now, if you want to get the you. men involved, go right ahead. Right. If that man man is willing to see a woman through her pregnancy and then take over the child, go for it. If it would save lives, go for it. But right now, trying to spin it trying to play with it, trying to pretend sex doesn't lead to babies, and this is just an unfortunate side effect? No, honey. The only reason you get an orgasm from sex is to make you want to have sex and repop- and fill out the population. I think that's fair, yes. <laughs> babies are the, are the purpose of sex. And to pretend otherwise, I think, is incredibly stupid, or self-delusional. So uh, let me ask you this: If so, if a woman fails to live up to that responsibility, as you uh, as you said very well, I think well, she has got a lot to. Um, I think she's got a load on her plate. Should no, and this is my question: If she fails uh-huh. to live up to that responsibility, doesn't want the responsibility, doesn't even want to get to the point where the child could live and be given up for adoption, wants an abortion, to put it bluntly. And so fails to live up to that responsibility. Should that failure of responsibility be punished by law? Oh, that is a good question. What is a baby's what What is human life worth? Should that be considered um, negligent homicide? Do you think? I don't know. That's... Because I mean, you are killing a human being. 
And yes, it should have all the weight of a human life. I wasn't kidding when I said we are either all human from the moment we are created until the moment we die, or we all aren't. I can't say that I disagree with Jennifer. Well, what if something in the pregnancy goes wrong? Then you you have a choice between one dead body or two. That's a medical necessity. Right. That's that's not even on the that's not even on the same wavelength. We're talking about a healthy woman carrying a healthy fetus, and she decides for whatever reason she can't bear that responsibility anymore, and she has to kill that baby. And that's what it is. It is killing a baby. And you can play with the words, you can fool yourself all you want, but there's enough women having to have mental health treatment after an abortion to prove. It's a baby. I mean, I I can't I cannot disagree at all. I mean, I, I really can't. No, 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 I think your logic is sound and your passion is uh, palpable. Yeah. That's a that's uh, a wonderful argument, Jen- Jennifer, or apologia, as they would say. I, I, morally speaking, Jennifer, it's not complicated to me. I, I think mm-hmm. the legal regime question, you said it's a good question. I, I think the legal idea, how would well, you enforce these the responsibilities only, be, it that gets a little trickier. Yeah. It, well, the only reason it's tricky is because we have come accustomed to thinking of abortion as a tricky question because these other people that want to think sex merely exists to pleasure yourself have tried to muddy the waters. And I can understand people before we could see what's going on in the womb, not understanding. But they all knew where babies came from. And they may have had to fool themselves back whenever food was scarce. And childhood diseases was probably going to kill that child before the first birthday anyway. But we don't have those excuses anymore. Not in the United States. We have the means. We have the uh, manpower. We have the resources. No child in America should die for convenience sake. That's stupid. And I think when that happens, we all live down to the worst common denominator. And America should never be the worst common denominator. I mean, all I can say is a big amen. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it goes back to mankind has come to this point in our evolution, if you want to say it that way, that we think we are God now, and we get to say, and that's, I mean, if 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 you think about it, that is the big difference. Yeah, God created the heavens and he, he did all that. But he he formed Adam and he breathed life into him. He created life. He created something. Yeah. And I think that humankind has got to the point to where, oh, no, we're God. We decide what is and what isn't life, when life is and no, isn't created. We're and, God's children. Well, but, and we should strive to live to live up his example not down and, and i'm not trying to make this a religious thing because it's it's not religion to me it's just that's the it's defining what humanity the mindset is. that that we are operating by is that we are 100 in control which we're not we're not in control even if i mean just the universe itself if it if we came from a big bang we didn't control it we didn't start it and we ain't gonna stop it and 
and this is just one other thing about controlling life. I just, I just, I just can't stand it. I just, I just can't. I have no problem with the pill that keeps a woman from ovulating. And then, and one of the versions of the morning after pill, that is all it does. If a woman wants to take a pill to make darn sure she doesn't ovulate after she has a regretful night, go for it. You're not killing a baby. You're just stopping ovulation. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with condoms. I have no problem with IUDs. What I have a problem with is killing a baby. Yes, ma'am. Well, I, Jennifer, I've got other calls here. I really appreciate it. Oh, yes, call. certainly. And uh, thank you for listening to me. I appreciate it. All right. Good job. Good call, Jennifer. Appreciate her passion. Indeed. <laughs> here, let's go to Mary Marianne. Hello, Marianne. Hey, Joey. Has anybody told you you're doing a great job today? You just didn't. Thank you. <laughs> you know I love you just as much as I love my son, Mike, who you graduated with. Now, I'm going to take this down a different road, Southern Wood. Right. I really think you need to help Joey. I think you need to get him down to the house to get him out. Joey, my question, I'm going to take this down a different road. Mm-hmm. Because of something you said earlier in before you took a half-hour break. Okay, sweetheart? Have you started? You're an avid reader. I love to read, too. Southern Woods, stick with me here. I'm wanting to lighten this up a bit. Okay. Joey, I know you watched the Mamma Mia movie, but have you started reading Harlequin romances that we don't know about? No. I have listened to a lot of Are Prince. Are you sure, though. baby? I've hey, listened sweetheart. to a lot Are of Prince, sure? though, and he was influenced by that. You, I will, you, I will you, say you. this, Marianne. Hold on. Let me, let me say this. He could be a model on the front of one of those romance novels right now. I am getting there. I bet he His could. locks bet are... He, he let his hair down tonight. They're flowing. Mm-hmm. He's oh. been he's been working out and doing the yoga yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've heard and, about his gym work, you know. But, Joey, listen to me, sweetheart. If you're starting to... Uh, you were talking earlier about getting caught up in a... When do you think in Montgomery, Alabama, you're going to get caught up in a six-week snowstorm? <laughs> He wasn't talking about Montgomery, no, no, Mary Ann. I, I mentioned more and of there's north. not a six-week hurricane, and, and tornadoes are not that long. I mean, bless our hearts in this area. Joey, are you going to Colorado soon? We don't know about this? Or there's no what? need to go to Colorado for that. Are you going home to watch Mama <laughs> Mia movie? No. I mean, no, ben, I'm, I'm saying that in honor of Ben Hagler, sweetheart. We need Southern Woods, please. Would you help us out? Get him out some. Let him drive that car. Joey, I love you. Good night. You guys be careful. I'll call you back later. I still want to come on your show with you, though. <laughs> yeah, I still have your number, Marianne. I know how to reach you. I appreciate I the love call. You, I love you, Joey. Be careful, you guys. Clay, be careful. All right. Bye. Good night, Marianne. Good night. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, all I can do is invite for Marianne. All I can do is invite Joey to my house. I cannot. I mean, I'm not going to go kidnap him and force him to come down and eat delectable venison backstrap cooked to perfection cut into medallions with onions and pe- I, I well this last force, time you invited me it I looked great force. but I had a schedule I had a plan no you made an excuse again I, all I, I did make an excuse invite. hey haven't I been catching up on Game of Thrones that's and that's I got true, sucked true. in 
and I called you and I told the truth. I didn't I didn't you text did. you. Truth, I didn't make truth. some excuse. I told you the exact truth of the situation. I, I will give you credit for that. You don't make up lies. You right. tell me the truth. You're like, screw off. Yes. <laughs> I'll be blunt about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I this topic, I mean, it maybe it's because I was raised in the time period I was raised. I as a guy feel uncomfortable talking about it. I, I'll have the moral conversation. All day, every day. But when I start getting into the idea, how do you enforce laws? Yeah, I, I get, I start to feel uncomfortable. Well, and, and that does. I mean, that makes it. That makes it uh, at least, at the very minimum, a two prong argument because it's what's moral and what's legal. Right. You know, it, it, it's like the death penalty argument. Is it moral? Heck, we can have that fight all day. Maybe it's not moral to kill somebody. But legally, yes, it is legal. See, I would find the death see, penalty. Nobody I in think, this area would have an issue saying, oh, yeah, death penalty, that's fine. Know, Kill that yeah, SOB. Well, and you know the argument that really sealed the, the systematic death penalty? I am against it. But you know the argument that really sealed it for me? Yeah, I'll give it. I've made this example before. There was a, a father who caught a farmhand on his Texas ranch. I'll just put it blunt, sodomizing his six-year-old, seven-year-old daughter. The man, the father, killed the man on the spot. Mm-hmm. A grand jury in Texas did not indict him. And if I was on that grand jury, I would have, sh- I would shake the man's hand and hug him and even kneel to pray with him if he wanted. Mm-hmm. Because what a horrifying thing to see happening to your own. And it would be justified to kill that man if he was doing it to your daughter. But let's say that he didn't kill the man on the spot and the guy's put in, you know, prison or goes through the court system and he waits years and years and years on death row and appeals and all this stuff. Here's the argument that made me go, I don't like the systematic death penalty. Is that we, I don't trust the government with a checkbook. I don't trust the government to administer pretty much any program. And Mm -hmm. if the government is administering the death penalty, and let's say 5% of the time, I bet you the number's higher, 5% of the time, they actually wrongfully convicted somebody and killed them. Shouldn't be allowed. It, it gives it gives me pause. It gives me a lot of pause. And what, talk about a horrible nightmare that would be. Yeah. But it looks like um, we're out of time. And oh, really? you know, on this issue, I'm actually open if we can find folks who are passionate but well-spoken on either side of the issue. Um, I'm open to continue to talk about it. I would prefer to have a few women in studio to talk about it. Um, I think it would be worthwhile. It's good. I, I would just like to hear both sides of yes. the argument. I yeah, mean, without I, it being over a political fight necessarily, like not people yeah, running for yeah, office. Yeah, not fighting, but to actually have talk it out, a yeah. debate about something. Right. I, I love absolutely. debate. And Especially with people I don't agree with. And folks, That's I, why we get along so good, Joey. I forgot to mention, you say I'm looking good, almost like a Greek god these days. Thank you for that, Southern Wood. It's why are you looking so good? of Express Fitness 24-7. And what time do you go? Oh, all the, anytime. Whenever I want to, like sugar. 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Yeah, locations here in Montgomery. I'm at the Zelda Road location, but there's locations in Prattville and Millbrook and Tumka and Clanton and Pine Level. Pine Level? State-of-the-art facilities, all sorts of great equipment. They can meet whatever you're going for, whether it's powerlifting or just getting some more cardio in. I mean, they have everything over there. I love it, and I love the fact that when you become a member, it's not a year-long commitment. You can do it month to month. You have access 24-7, so check it out, folks. And they'll help you out when you get started. And Southernwood, thank you for joining me. Hey, anytime, Joey.